Hello and welcome to level 20 of Three Extra Lives, a video game and trivia podcast. I'm your host, Tom Knight. Welcome back 20 levels deep into Three Extra Lives now. Hard to believe, but on that note, something I didn't mention at the level 10 mark was I'm going to take a one week break. Every 10 levels, going to take a one week break just to keep myself fresh, keep myself energized in this project take mental health very seriously and just having a week off to recharge to recalibrate is something that I think is important for me it's important for the longevity of this show as well every 10 levels I'll be taking a week off this is level 20 I won't be here next week but I'll return the week after to delight you with some more video game news and some trivia with that out of the way let's get started something amazing happened last week and that's something is I got a Nintendo Switch. Yes, I got a Nintendo Switch. It's been on my wish list for two years. I just haven't been able to make it happen, but now I have. It's in my house. I'm loving it. It's my new favorite thing. One game that I really wanted to play on the Nintendo Switch, and you're not gonna feel like this is an obvious choice. I'm not gonna say the likes of Super Mario Odyssey or Mario Kart or Breath of the Wild. No, there was one game out there that I knew I had to download first and I had to play it. And if you've been listening to this show for a while, you might remember back in level seven, I featured a story by Adam Nickerson of Nickerson Studios and he released a game called Ding Dong XL, which he's been a lifelong Nintendo fan and he got his game out on Nintendo Switch. And that's what I went for, simply because I remembered featuring it on this show and I'd spoken about it and I remember thinking you know what that game looks really cool that game looks like I could just pick it up and play it and have a good time and you know what I've been having a great time and recently as well we've been talking about slip slop and that platformer challenge and trying to beat high scores there and this one is scratching a similar itch because Ding Dong XL it's a neon fused one button arcade game it really is so addictive the amount of times where I just keep playing one more game, one more game, I just keep telling myself, have one more game. It's just a nice little time waster because the, the joy of the Switch is you can just pick it up handheld mode, have a game or two, put it down, you feel satisfied that you've had a couple of rounds. And how this game works is really simple. You start off with a staging area of a, of a rectangle, let's just say, and in the middle of the rectangle, on either side is these two points which you fire a ball between sounds really simple and it is but as you're firing this ball between these two points there's different shapes whizzing by at various speeds at various angles that are trying to get in the way of your ball obstruct your ball blow your ball to smithereens it sounds really painful and it's devastating when it happens but also there's power-ups whizzing by one of them slows time one of them gives you a boost to your points one of them makes you invincible and speeds you up temporarily and you can wipe out these shapes that are passing by and gain a score for doing that also and there's also a power-up that just completely blows up the field and removes any shapes currently in view and this game like i said it really is so simple but it's just a great little time wasting game and i remember when the xbox 360 came out and everyone was losing their minds, not because they were playing some of the great release titles that came out with the Xbox 360, 
but they were playing this little arcade game called Geometry Wars. People were going nuts over it. I saw people on my friends list playing that more than anything else. And to be honest, I would put it in a similar category where it's not a big name, but it's so impactful that it just starts taking up all your time. It's all you can think about. When I go to reach for my Switch currently, yeah, we've got Mario Kart. Yeah, we've got Super Mario Odyssey. Have I put much time into those games? No, I put more time into Ding Dong XL. There's two game modes in Ding Dong XL. There's a solo and there's a duel. So solo is just your one ball. Duel is your two balls. So you've got two points, you've got two balls and you're transferring them from side to side. Ups the difficulty a little bit. Definitely a different dynamic to the game. I've been mainly focusing on solo. I have what I think is an impressive score of 133. Now, there's no sort of world leaderboard to compare my score. I don't know how I'm racking up against the rest of the world. I think I'm doing pretty good. But what about you? If you've got a Nintendo Switch, this game's also on PC. So if you're thinking of getting a little time waster, this game is absolute buttons and you can get it on PC, you can get it on Nintendo Switch. Why don't you do that and let me know your score. We can start a whole new rivalry. If Slip Slop wasn't your thing, maybe Ding Dong XL is. So I highly recommend you check that one out. It's trivia time. So we're talking about Ding Dong XL, which I was playing on the Nintendo Switch. Which leads me to this question. What are the avatars which you customize and create that are used by Nintendo? The answer is me, Nintendo Mies. Did you get that one right? You probably did. If you did, give yourself an extra life. Next up in this level of three extra lives, I was reading an article on PC Gamer about a Skyrim player who completed the game using only a torch. But that was pretty incredible that you could play through the entirety of Skyrim just with a torch. You're not gonna be using any swords or shields or magic, just a torch, just a lonely torch. There's also been similar stories of players attempting to complete the Mage Guild quests in Skyrim without using magic. Seems so ironic, but it's interesting how players sometimes just take games to a new level and play it completely differently from how it was maybe intended to be played. Now I've tried this in a certain game called Hearthstone. I tried to play that blindfolded once because I thought it would be funny. I thought it would be interesting. I was terrible. It was an awful experience, but it actually turns out there's quite a big thing for blindfolded gaming as I investigated further. So according to an article on GameSpot titled 30 Brutal Video Game Challenges Aced by Total Wizards, I found some really interesting and incredible gaming achievements. I'm going to share a few of them with you right now. Super Mario Brothers beaten in under five minutes. I've seen videos of this intense speed run of Super Mario Bros and how precise every single jump has to be to beat this game in under five minutes. There's some great videos out there of watching speedrunners battle it out to get the fastest time ever in Super Mario Bros. And we're almost at a point where it's been perfected so much that it can't be beaten. Or can it? Maybe we'll find out one day. Speaking of blindfold, there's on YouTube, there was Runner Guy 2489 who completed a 100% perfect run for The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time totally blindfolded. I mean, how is that even possible? 
How is that even possible? That is incredible. There's also a world record by Kari Swidecki, who played Just Dance 4 for 76 hours, 4 minutes and 52 seconds consecutively. I don't know if that's healthy. I don't know if that's advisable to attempt to beat, but that just requires some insane amount of stamina. I actually don't know how that's even possible. There's also Japanese model Haruna Anno, who beat Super Mario Bros. without even looking, just faced away from the screen and beat Super Mario Bros. I mean, what kind of muscle memory would that take to beat that game? I couldn't even beat that game looking at it. Or what about streamer G. Bearsley, who decided to hook up a rock band instrument and beat the game Bloodborne. Now, Bloodborne is a freaking hard game, which requires a lot of precision movements, avoiding fatal striking enemies. And this dude just did it with a rock band guitar. He just did that with a rock band guitar. So there's so many stories like this of people playing games in different ways to increase the challenge for themselves. Just taking a game that was designed to be played one way, thinking outside the box and playing it in a totally different way. Have you ever played a game in a really unique way? Have you got a challenge of your own that you'd like to share with the world that you're proud of, that you've accomplished by playing a game a different way. Let me know over on social media at Free Extra Lives. Would love to hear from you. And I'm not going to be going back to my blindfolded Hearthstone days. Those days are long gone, but I want to share one final record with you. This was back in 2015 where an 85-year-old man set the world record for Wii Bowling. John Bates, 85-year-old resident of Wisconsin, set the world record at 14,000 perfect game of Wii Sports Bowling. For me, that is something that I can relate to because I remember playing heaps of Wii Bowling. I remember trying to just bowl a 300 perfect game and missing out. My brother actually managed to do that. Just, just saying. And I know he listens to this show. So that's his little record right there. But there are some incredible people out there playing games in incredible ways and I absolutely love it. It's trivia time! So I, I briefly mentioned Skyrim in that previous segment. So it's time for a Skyrim question. Of course, name the pastry-like treat found in multiple locations within the world of Skyrim. Let me guess. Someone stole your sweet roll. The answer is sweet roll. Did you get that one right? If you did, give yourself an extra life. And finally, on this level of three extra lives, I'm talking about Moonrise Fall. I was playing this on my Twitch over at three extra lives, and I had a lot of fun exploring and uncovering the secrets of this game. Now, Moonrise Fall, it's an atmospheric exploration puzzle game about a boy who finds himself lost in a supernatural forest after losing both his parents in a car crash. You put your detective skills to the test, unravel the mysteries of the forest, and photograph the strange creatures that reside there. Now, I really wasn't sure what to expect when I fired this game up. It starts off with a pretty tragic event, and you wake up in this forest with nothing but a hood over your head, and an empty space where your face should be. And then you pick up this mask, this skull-like mask, which ends up on your face. I don't know what the symbolic reason behind that is, but 
it leaves your character's visual appearance slightly odd, slightly disjointed, and you have this lamp that you carry around. And as you go through the initial areas of the game, you'll pick up a few tools to help you on your way. One of those tools is a camera, which you can photograph the strange residents of the forest there. Now these strange creatures, they lurk, they hide, they're waiting for certain conditions to appear. And to achieve these certain conditions, there are several aspects that can help you to do that. And one of those aspects is that you can control the time of the day. And this can impact certain gates that open in the game, creatures that appear, and other factors as you begin to solve the puzzles and the mysteries surrounding Moonrise Fall. So another tool that you'll pick up in this game is the kalimba, which is a playable in-game instrument. This can be used to solve various puzzles. It can be used to play a lovely little tune while you're out rambling alone in the forest. And there is, so far I can confirm, a couple of puzzles that use this. And it seems to be there's just this overall arcing symbolism in the game that you'll acquire certain relics which will lead you to other puzzles and one thing i do like about this game is there is quite a lot going on but it really encourages exploration in the various areas that you are traversing and i found myself going from corner to corner to revisiting areas and discovering something that i missed the first time you really have to keep your eyes open and depending on what time of the day it is or what time you've set the day because the game is on a night day cycle so it will seamlessly change as you play the game but you can also you can also control that aspect if you want to to solve these puzzles and it doesn't feel overwhelming there's a lot going on you're also collecting these brightly colored orbs which are used to pay a toll for a guardian that's blocking away in the forest collect enough of these you can give them to the guardian the guardian will give you passage into a new area which is always exciting and fun to unlock but like i say there's a lot of puzzles there's a lot of mysteries you have a book a journal that has some notes in it from when creatures can appear and by photographing these creatures when they do appear you acquire their photo obviously and this is used to unlock other areas in the game once you've captured a certain amount I was just pleasantly surprised by this game, Moonrise Fall by Made From Strings. The developer is a musician, is an artist, and you can really tell that they've poured their heart, their soul into this game. It really captures something magical and eerie, but beautiful at the same time. So that's Moonrise Fall. Currently, it's only available on PC. Hopefully, it will come to more platforms eventually. I could see, I could see that one being a great one for the Nintendo Switch. Moonrise Fall. Check it out. It's trivia time. So I was talking about Moonrise Fall. That made me think of the moon. That made me think of space. Which leads us to this question. Which massively multiplayer online role-playing space-based game from CCP Games allow players to conduct activities such as mining, piracy, exploration, and combat? The answer is EVE Online. Did you get that one right? If you did, give yourself an extra life. Here we are at the end of the show. Made it again. How did you do on the trivia this week? Why not let me know 
over on social media at Three Extra Lives on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You can find me over there. Let me know. And if you have any thoughts on the show or the episode, I'm all ears. Want to hear from you guys. Any feedback is always greatly appreciated. And like always, you can find everything I've talked about on this level of Three Extra Lives over at threeextralives.com. Everything's there, so you don't have to go searching. Check it out, threeextralives.com. Like I mentioned at the top of the show, going to be taking a week off every 10 levels, so next week you won't have your Three Extra Lives fix. I'm sorry, I'll be back. In the meantime, if you want to go follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash threeextralives, I'll probably be streaming during my break off from the podcast, so you can catch me over there if you're getting withdrawal symptoms from hearing my voice. But that's it. That's the end of the show. And I will see you all in level 21. Dragon Powered Studio. Find more at DragonPoweredStudio.com.